All right, everybody, welcome to Rick Six, season one, episode 33. We're back here and we got a special guest joining me today. It's my boy Justice, all the way residing from Lawrence, right? Yes, sir. Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. All right, he goes to KU, uh, runs track there. If you guys don't know, I run track at Texas A&M. We met at OU two years ago as freshmen, and our lives have taken, I guess, a big turn, you could say. <laughs> but here we are, you know, in different places right now, still buddies. You can tell them a little bit about yourself. Do what you got to do, man. How you doing today? Bro, honestly, I'm just happy to be here, for real. Uh, about me and you, I guess. that we, Like you said, we met at OU, but we were also roommates. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing I don't think many people know. And it's kind of cool to see two guys across the country still just, like, linking up and hanging out, you know, when we can, like, in the summertime or whenever. Mm-hmm. But, so w- do you remember the last time I saw you in person? I don't remember. It's been a while. Dude, honestly, I don't know. Was Since it, you've been it, probably before you went to AM. Did I see you any time before I transferred? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. It, it feels like I have, but I don't think I have. Yeah, I, like we FaceTime a lot, but like it feels like we haven't seen each other in person since then. Wow. So it's it's almost been two years fully then since I've seen you. Yeah, unless you came back to OU sometime last year when, when before I transferred. I don't think so. No, I remember. I remember Luke did, but eh. yeah. As you guys can, years. as you guys can see, I haven't seen Justice in a, a long, long, long time. But like I said, we haven't missed a beat, man. We always talk, we always Facetime. So all I gotta say for you know, in these in this world with hard times and so much uncertainty in our society, you gotta keep those close ones to you guys because they're family and they they don't ever go anywhere. So you gotta hold them to heart. But the real reason we're here today is to preview the big fight coming up this weekend. We got UFC 257, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. This is their rematch. Six years in the making. Conor McGregor hasn't fought in over a year. It's actually been just about a year at this point. He's uh, coming off of a knockout or TKO head kick win over Donald Cerrone, Cowboy. uh, 40 seconds at UFC 246 in the first round. I remember watching that fight live and, you know, just going back to it. And I was, you know, I don't really understand the whole process of that fight because going into it, I mean, cause a lot of people thought it, it would, it might've been a fixed, you know, you know, everyone knew Connor was going to win. Right. But they, they thought that in some cases, Cowboy just purposely lost just to collect a check. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. In my personal opinion, I think Cowboy knew going into that fight that he didn't really stood a chance. So, <laughs> I mean, he didn't really maybe try to put up a fight, but I mean, you can't take away anything from Conor McGregor too. I mean, he, he caught him with the shoulder to the shoulder, right to the, the nose and broke his nose immediately in the first 10 seconds of the fight. And by then that was kind of like all she wrote. So I don't know. Do you, do you remember watching that fight live and, and just kind of what you I were do. thinking? <clears throat> I do. I remember watching it. We were actually at Vanderbilt. It was our first as our, our indoor season opener. And I rushed back to the hotel to turn it on. And I got, on my computer and logged on and I paid for the fight myself, which is me. Mm-hmm. And I had like 10 minutes before he came out and I was like, caught the intro. It was awesome. I was so pumped to the fact that I paid so much money for like a 40 second fight. Mm-hmm. But I do think during that fight, I don't think or uh, Cerrone just gave up for like a check. Dude. He's not, that's not like him to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think he definitely fights cause he loves it. But, uh, I got something that's going off my screen is dinging at me, but <laughs> it's bothering me. Uh, but I definitely don't think he just gave up a fight for a check. Cause that's not like him. I don't think he'd be in the league if that was his kind of mentality. 
but also during that fight, I don't think we got to see a full Conor McGregor. Yeah. Because it's only that long. I think he, I'm not going to say he got lucky because they're skilled enough at that point where like it's intended, but where the cards landed, I think we never got to see a, to see a full Conor McGregor in 2020. Uh, And that was his first fight, like UFC fight since Khabib before Mm -hmm. him and Mayweather fought, right? Yeah, he so he hadn't have been really active since about 2016 because the beginning of 2016 that's that's when Nate upset him and that was like a big deal obviously and then they you know they took a couple months they had the, they scheduled the immediate rematch it happened in August and then they you know duked out again and then three months after that they fought uh, he fought Eddie Alvarez at lightweight that's when he became the double champ and that's when he was on top of the world you know he looked unstoppable champ champ baby champ, I love champ. it yeah and then ever since then he took a year off. Um, he ended up vacating the belt and then he went to go fight Floyd because obviously you can't pass that up. You're, you're getting paid millions of dollars. So he, he went to go fight Floyd. Uh, we, we all saw how much money he made there. Then he took another year off. And then by this point we were already at OU as our freshman year and he got scheduled to fight Khabib and Khabib was already the The champ at that point. Sit well with me at all. Yeah. I did not like, I mean, obviously I'm a big McGregor fan and so I'm kind of biased. Not, not discounting Khabib's abilities to fight, but I think post-fight, that's where I lost a lot of respect for Khabib. Even though Connor like probably egged it on, some other people egged it on. You got to be able to have composure. I did not like that. Well, I'm a big believer in like being the bigger man and things. You know, like when because you know there's so much bad blood, but at the end of the day, like it's a business, right? Like you're you're there to fight, you're there to provide for your family and be the best fighter that you can be. So when it, when it becomes a personal thing, it gets a little tricky for some people and some people handle it, right? Some people handle it wrong. I mean, I've seen fighters, you know, take personal attacks to each other and it gets, you know, super, you know, so much animosity builds up and they go beat the hell out of each other. And then after the fight, they're hugging it and they're, you know, they're cool with each other. They have respect for each other. That wasn't the case with Connor and Khabib. I think, you know, but Khabib's also a, a, a different type of person, you know, like he's, he's from Russia, you know, Connor was taking shots at his family and he even threw the dolly at his bus and you know, there was some trauma there. There was all, all that thing happening there. There was just too, so much drama there. So then I think when Khabib finally, you know, ended up choking him out late in that fourth round, he just lost, you know, control of himself because Connor was just kind of like, all right, whatever, you know, I lost, you know, I'll take it, whatever. Cause he, he took it like a man, but Khabib was not letting it happen. He went after Connor's team. He went after, uh, was it was it Dylan Dennis? Dylan Dennis, yeah. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan Dennis. Yeah, I think he so, was doing throwing some shade though too, like from the background. Yeah. Just like talk, it's kind of chirping, but I have no I don't know all the details on that, but it was yeah. kind of disgusting. In sports, things people take take things personally and they kind of smash each other's heads in. But we're both in sports and like we realize like if we have something personal with somebody in the track world, we're gonna settle it on the track. Yeah. And like and like your time to do what you got to do is on the track. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you win, or if you don't, that, that was your opportunity. Yeah. Once whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Once you cross the line, that opportunity has gone. You got to wait for the next one. You know, you can't, you start jumping out of rings and stuff as much as we want to, <laughs> as much <laughs> as we want to, we just, we can't do that. And we, we, we don't, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we, we all saw that was two years ago, or I guess almost it will be three years coming this fall, but since that fight happened and, I just remember going into that fight, you know, I saw something interesting uh, on, on Instagram. It was a picture of 
Conor McGregor versus his last four opponents. And like when he was staring them down, like, you know, you know, when the ref brings them all up together and he makes them touch gloves, everything gives them all the rules, his last four fights, you look at all his fights, he looks his opponents straight in the eye and it could be fight. He didn't look him dead in the eye. So I think it's a mixture of like going into that fight. He obviously he didn't prepare as well as he probably should have because, you know, he was promoting his whiskey pushing the proper 12 big yeah, then yeah. his head was not where it should have been i think it, he came off that alvarez and that mayweather yeah. money and just like i'm on top of the world yeah. i have to train as hard it's and, all the fame at that point yeah yeah and and you could tell and i mean if you, you even go back and watch that that i'm not i'm not gonna say that he was but maybe a little bit he might have been afraid of khabib not in the way that you're thinking like oh like he's afraid to fight him he's just like, I think deep down going at least for at that moment in time, maybe it's different now, but that moment in time, I just think deep down, he knew he wasn't going to win that fight. And, you know, after Khabib got him down, I will say Conor McGregor's like takedown defense is actually really impressive, you know, because Khabib, it took him a, it took him a little bit, it took him a, a pretty big effort to get him on the ground in that first round. And then, but once he finally got him down, you know, you just start wearing him out. And Connor, I think Connor won either the second or third round. And that was the only round in Khabib's career that he lost. So initially you can say that Connor was actually Khabib's biggest test. And, you know, I think that's a fair statement. You know, Khabib, he, he ended up retiring after beating Justin Gaethje uh, this past fall. And, you know, Dana White just announced that the decision of him coming back and basically all, all Khabib said was, Whatever happens in these these two main events, you know, with uh, Dan Hooker and and Michael Chandler for the co-main event, and then Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, whatever happens in those two fights, I want to see who impresses me. Whoever impresses me the most, that's going to get me to come back and fight. So, you know, if Conor can go in there, knock out Poirier in the first round like he did last time, which would be super impressive, that's going to grasp Khabib's attention, and we might see the rematch down in the future. I don't know if we ever will, but I think it's got to be some kind of impressive crazy win for connor which could very well happen i mean he's he's looking good right now he looks fast he looks fit he looks like he has his head on straight like he's been training in a good way in a healthy mindset at least he did the make, make the prediction of a 60 second knockout and i'm like oh this could be exciting yeah you know uh but also on the khabib thing of like who do you think would give Khabib the best match? Because Connor and Khabib's fighting styles are such different. You know, I mean, Connor would rather like to stay up on his feet the whole whole fight, which is a lot more entertaining to watch. I think that's why Connor McGregor brings so many fans is because he has that one knockout punch power. Unlike Khabib, where Khabib still has knockout power, but he he'd rather be on the ground and strangle you <laughs> the whole fight. You know, yeah, which is not as fun to watch as a spectator. But, you know, I mean, he's undefeated doing that. I mean, you can't discount that, which is good and bad in itself, I guess. It sucks for the spectator, but, I mean, the man has never, like, lost the UFC match ever. Yeah, I mean, I guess to answer that question, originally it was it was Tony Ferguson. I thought Tony Ferguson was Khabib's biggest challenge, but we, we all know that fight's cursed. They try to book it, like, five times. I think it was six, wasn't it? Five or six? Five or six, something like that. It might have been ridiculous. six. You could be right, yeah. And it just never happened. And now the fight's never going to happen ever again because Tony Ferguson has now lost two straight. And yeah, Tony, he hasn't, after he, hasn't he lost to Gaethje. I just think he took too much damage in that fight. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, if you look back at it now, you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe Tony would wouldn't have been the biggest fight for Khabib. But, you know, as I look back on it, I really do think that that fight with Gaethje kind of ruined it for him. I mean, and Khabib called it. Khabib said, I don't think he'll ever be the same after that. And, and, you know, he ended up fighting Charles Oliveira 
like a couple months ago and he got his ass whooped, you know? And, you know, you go back and you look at that fight with uh, Gaethje going into that fight. They were scheduled to fight. Him and Khabib were scheduled to fight, I think, like you said, the fifth or sixth time. And and it was actually going to happen this time. This is when COVID just happened. So this is back in April when COVID, uh, they, they were having their first fight, big, big fight back. It was Khabib and Tony Ferguson finally was going to happen. And then, you know, Khabib ended up going back to Russia and he got stuck because of COVID. He couldn't come back. And so Tony Ferguson had to end up fighting Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje stepped in that fight and he fought Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson had already cut weight to fight Khabib. So not only did he have to cut weight again, he had to prepare for another fighter who's a completely different style of fight. Like Khabib, you're you're preparing for five round war on the ground. You know, you're 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 prepared for him to get you on the ground. And Tony Ferguson, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, he's gonna try to submit you, obviously. So that's what he was preparing for. So I think on top of him preparing for Khabib, and then he has to switch around, prepare for a guy like Gaethje, and then also cut more weight. I just think it took a toll on his body. And we saw in that fight that he was taking a lot of damage. And Tony Ferguson is such a savage. Like he, he that dude is he's a savage, bro. Like that dude will take punishment. And he was taking he's dirty, a, bro. Yeah. He was taking so much punishment in that fight. And it took the ref to call it. So I really do think that that fight, I mean, Khabib could be right. That fight could have very well messed up his or ruined the, the rest of his career. But wasn't that fight between Gaethje and Ferguson like it went? It was kind of ended standing up. Yeah, uh, yeah. How would have have been on the ground for like if you put Justin and Khabib on the ground, and then you put Ferguson and Khabib on the ground? Who like who has a better chance of beating Khabib on the ground? Even though Justin was NCAA Division One national champion in wrestling, he's got a wrestling background, but isn't Tony very very also like? efficient in that area as well yeah like, yeah no and, that, and that's, that's why they went in the fight so bad because they knew that that's where the the game would be the fight would be is on the ground absolutely i mean i i still think if they fought right now i mean you know given the damage that tony ferguson you know have, has taken in the past two fights you know maybe if it did go on the ground which you know it probably will go on the ground maybe he would maybe maybe tony ferguson is just not the same anymore on the feet but you know like you said could be the same could be different on the ground like so if- Ferguson and McGregor fought and it went to the ground. I probably, I don't like betting against McGregor, but I might put money on Ferguson if it went to the ground. Oh yeah. But that's the thing. Like you got it. Connor is like, I don't think people understand. Like Connor is actually very hard to get taken down. Like he's. And he, he trains for that because he knows if he can keep you on your feet, he's going to knock you out. Yeah. You know, like that's what he, and like if I was in Connor's shoes as well, I would practice takedown defense all the time. Cause I know if I keep you on your feet, you're you're gonna get knocked out. Yeah, you know. Just just imagine if they fought again, right? I mean, and I'm not saying Connor would win, but just just imagine if they fought again, and Connor, you know, obviously he's gonna prepare well. He's gonna take it more seriously this time. Imagine if he goes into that fight. Obviously, you can only do so much to work on takedown defense. Khabib's gonna get you down one way or another. But imagine with the defense he had in the first fight. If he comes into that with a second fight, plus on the training that he, you know, he gets, you know, he takes it more seriously. Yeah. It could get interesting if they stay, you know, if it stays on the, on the feet. It um, could get very interesting to stay on the feet, but even in that fight where they were on the feet for a little while in that first round, Khabib did throw a punch at Connor and he kind of made him wobble a little bit, do a little bit of a chicken dance, you know, yeah. like Connor didn't have any respect for him. You could tell going in there, he, he dropped his hands, you know, kind of just letting him, you know, how McGregor plays, you know, he kind of reads the opponent. 
moves his feet around. The dude moves amazing. Yeah. yeah. You, you watch his footwork. You watch the way he moves. You, yeah. You can't. I. It, I'm not gonna say you can't beat it, but he got beat by like two people. But it's on the ground. Wasn't yeah. on the feet. Yeah. And 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 he got gassed out in the first Diaz fight too. When he was yeah. winning, he was winning that fight <laughs> until he, yeah. up until he gassed out. And then obviously like, we saw we saw the second fight. He was winning. He was destroying him again. And Nate came back because he gassed out. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a lot of different things. I you know obviously if you're looking at the best pure strikers in MMA, you're gonna look at Connor, you're gonna look at Adesanya, you're gonna look at Max Holloway, you're gonna look at guys. Yeah, you like You can't that. forget Max Holloway right now. He just threw out a dirty fight this past weekend, dude. Oh was, my gosh, oh, that, that thing of, was brutal, dude. It it was beautiful, man. You you know fighting Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater's a guy who's he's been up on the coming. This guy knocked out Jeremy Stevens, and I, I know you know who Jeremy Stevens is. That dude hits hard. I mean, not to Connor though. Who the fuck is who, that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I love that saying, bro. I love the Connor quotes, man. Yeah. Anytime somebody new shows up to practice, I'd be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" We're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're, and we're gonna see a quote. We're gonna see some type of quote this weekend if he wins. But yeah, Max Holloway had a great, fantastic. He needed that fight because you know <clears> his, his last fight he fought Volkanovski again for the for the belt, and it was a robbery in my opinion. I, I really do think he won that fight, and they didn't give it to him. So tough guy in Calvin Cater and respect to Cater for staying hanging in there. I mean, taking that punishment because Max Holloway, <laughs> he al- always seems like he's breaking records when it comes to striking. He you just know? threw it dude. And I'm yeah. surprised that like Cater didn't try to have more takedowns during that fight. I yeah. was like, I feel like if I was Cater really just getting my nose bent over my lips. Yeah. You just kind of, I gotta- try to bring it in at least, you know, something like just stop taking shots to the face, make some adjustments. Yeah. Well, and it seemed like Cater was uh, really confident in his boxing, which is really good, but it's obviously different when you're fighting a guy like Max Holloway because it got to the point where Holloway was just picking him apart, and then he was moving around like nothing. Yes, you know? he like, was just, talking to the commentators and was dodging punches and then came back and popped him, Yeah, and he kept talking. Yeah, and there was he a, turned his head, and it was talking this way. It was fun fighting this way. And he yelled like – he yelled <laughs> to the guard. He's like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Like as he yeah. was fighting a dude – like you know how savage that is? <laughs> Bro, I would feel this big if I was in that cage just getting punched. But I'd be like, mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But, yeah, that was an amazing fight. You know, Holloway, he's he's going to be around for a long time. That dude's only 28 years old, bro. Like, that dude. Is he really? Yeah. Like, that dude probably hasn't even hit his prime yet, which is kind of scary to think. Hmm. He's getting close, but not yet, you know? I don't know. I feel like in that sport, though, or in the whole sport, if he's, like, fighting, like, no one really knows when your prime is because when does your body break, you know? Because unlike distance running where your aerobic system doesn't peak until like like your mid-late 20s, right? Mm-hmm. How much can your body take when you're getting punched day in, day out? But he also said Max Holloway's doing no sparring in the last two uh, fight camps he's done. Yeah, that's interesting to know. Everybody's kind of like, what? And he's just, just beating the crap out of guys now, I guess. He, I, I do believe he's going to get the belt back because you look at him and – He's not even the featherweight champ, man. And that dude should be the champ right now. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's not the last we've seen of Max Holloway. He's going to be back. Oh, not at all. He's coming back. He's he, coming. He's fighting soon. He has to, bro. There's no way he can come off that high and not want to get back in the cage and go fight for a title, you know? But back what I was saying about Connor, you know, when you look at the best strikers in UFC, I think going back to that Khabib fight, like you said, when Khabib tagged him early on in that fight, and we're like, oh my gosh, like he just dropped him. If you go back and watch the clip, 
it's actually really impressive how Khabib sets it up because Khabib, Connor, initially, when he played in slow motion, he thinks he's going for the takedown because he kind of ducks his head and then he comes over with the with the uh, right hand. Yes, I hate the way Khabib those punches. It looks like a child coming yeah. over the shoulder. It's like, what are you doing? But they land. I feel like he just ducks his head and swims. And it's yeah. like, that was like middle school, like schoolyard fighting, but right. he just lands them. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. It, it just makes me cringe. I'm like, gosh, that is ugly, but it just worked for him. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I, I really don't know what Connor I'm going to see this weekend. If we see the Connor that we think we might see, oh man, yeah. we're in for something. How about the Dustin Poirier we might see this weekend? Cause as of the last three years, dude. He's really just been just a different fighter since oh. when you last fought Connor. Completely different fighter, like he's levels lost, above. Yeah, he, I mean he's he lost, he got knocked out by Michael Johnson, and then after that he went on a complete tear. You know he was beating former champions after former champions. He beat he, Gaethje. He beat a, he had a list there for a while. I was like, oh, he beat Gaethje. He had he got in a controversy uh, controversial fight with Eddie Alvarez because it was like the the legal knees, and then uh, they they ran it back and he. I, I picked him to win the second fight. He did. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez. He knocked out Justin Gaethje. Uh, he beat Anthony Pettis. Beat Max Holloway at, at lightweight. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. And that's yeah. when he got the interim belt. And then that's when he fought Khabib. And he held his ground with Khabib for a little bit. I mean, he he tagged him early on in that fight. Uh, didn't win a round. But he he did tag him a couple times. And then, you know, Khabib just showed why he's Khabib. What, what Khabib does. Yeah, and then he came an back. Anaconda. He just strangles you on the ground. Yeah, and does not let you breathe. Yeah, and then uh, he fought Dan Hooker a couple months ago. That was a great fight. Uh, he just had a little bit more in the tank than him, and that that's that's what I think. Like I think the fight gets very interesting between Connor and Poirier if it goes into the later rounds because Dustin is a cardio machine. Like he's a tank. Yeah. For the game plan for Dustin Poirier, you, you got to go into this fight. You got to be reckless, man. Like you you cannot be afraid to sit back because I think the first fight. You know, he let Connor get in his head too much. And he was so focused on like, oh, this dude's a clown. He's overrated. I'm just going to go in there and shut him up. And Connor finished him really early. I haven't heard much trash talk from like Connor in the last two fights. From him going to Cerrone, he almost went into like this Cerrone fight. Of like, hey, we're friends. Yeah. And we're just going to go punch each other's faces in. That's all we're going to do. And we're going to be best friends after. Not as much of that friendship with Dustin, but it's, it's not as mental warfare Connor, like he was in 2014, 15, and 16, you know, he's definitely there, but he's more like, like veteran style moves, you know, you know? Yeah. But that's also scary too. Cause that means he could be more focused. Exactly, bro. So I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. Dude. Oh man. I don't even, I don't know what to expect because like I said, Dustin needs to go into this fight and thinking, okay, this dude knows how to beat me. But I got to show him that I'm a different fighter now. You know, go in with some fakes. Let it's it's going to be hard to do this because Connor's a counter striker. But I, it's almost like you got to let Connor come to you in a way. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think I come after me at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Dustin. Like he he's known for getting into you know you know brawls and wars, and he can handle the you know, he can handle the pace. Like he's going to be able to keep up a crazy pace the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the way he is. But it's just the fact that how much punishment, how many can big take? can he take? How much you're not fighting Dan Hooker. You're not fighting Justin Gaethje. I mean, Justin Gaethje is a great striker, but nobody hits as accurately 
and as precise as Connor does. That left hand. Yeah. Like, like when he fought Alvarez, man. When Alvarez, he popped him, and Alvarez is going down. And on the way down, he's still hitting him precisely. Just pinpoint locations on a moving target. You're like, you are wild. He toyed with them, bro. He toyed with them. For anybody that's, you know, saying Connor McGregor, like, first-round knockout, like, be careful. Don't sleep on Dustin. Like, this dude, yeah. this dude is as focused as ever. And I, I think we're going to see a, a, a different person. I, 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 I'm, I am going to say that Connor is going to win. That's I'm, I'm just going to say my prediction is Connor will win. I'm actually, Same. I mean, I would, I would like to see Poirier win. I mean, I just, you know, just for, just for the revenge, I, I like a good revenge tour and, you know, I'm a big fan of Poirier uh, coming out of Louisiana. So I, I would love to see him get his revenge. And then, you know, maybe down the line, they, they fight for like the vacated belt or something. Cause or see what Khabib does, but. Yeah, I think I, I do really think that Connor is as focused as ever and he's gonna go in there. And I think this fight is actually gonna go to about the second or third round. So actually, actually I'm gonna say my final prediction is Connor finishes Poirier in the third round. TKO. That's that's my call. That's gonna be my call. I definitely do not think it gets to the fifth round. No. But could you imagine a fifth round knockout? Oh <laughs> or fifth round TKO. Yeah. That would be wild because it it would both be gassed. It just take just they'd have to be just bloody and bruised for it to get to the fifth round. Because I don't see this going on the ground for very long, and if it does, it'll be there for maybe just a minute or so. Yeah, they might wrap up a couple times, but then be back on their feet. You know. Yeah, I don't see it getting past the third round either. Kind of like what you said, but I would not be surprised. The way Connor's talking, he he says he predicts a sixty second knockout. But he also says, I would like for it to go the rounds. I hope Dustin can take the punishment for the first round and we can keep getting those later rounds so I can actually fight for a while. So depending on which mindset Connor comes out, he, I don't even know. I don't even know. It is not, it's not getting past the third round though. (laughs) I might just go, I might call it second round, you know, late second round. I might call it there, but McGregor wins. You can't, you can't bet against McGregor. Like that's really difficult to do. I, yeah, I have no idea, bro. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin won a decision because if it does go to those later rounds, I it favor. I think it favors Dustin. You the know, longer think, the fight goes, it favors Dustin for sure. Yeah. I would be scared and ecstatic if Connor <laughs> is in that fifth round and he's still pe- like toying it with Dustin. He looks great, you know. Like our heart that, rate would be through the roof. That would be <laughs> that, that would be scary, bro. So. I don't know, man. I mean, because we've never seen Connor, and I guess minus the Diaz fight, right? We haven't really seen Connor get into like brawls like that. You know, he either gets Mm-mm. the opponent out of there fast, or in the Khabib fight, he gets you know he just got out wrestled yeah. and, and and him and Chad Mendez kind of got into it. Like they kind of had a little bit of a brawl, didn't they? That got later round. Yeah, he knocked the what fourth or fifth round. Like yeah, and but really? Connor, yeah, but Connor was also Connor was also coming off the ACL tear. He, he oh, was yeah, he was, wasn't he? He tore his ACL in that fight, and then so he and also Chad Mendez was getting him down on the ground. Uh, but once it really got standing up, and Chad kind of gassed out, Connor was able to pick him apart. I, I mean, he did the, most of the punishment that Chad gave Connor in that fight was on the ground. Yeah. So honestly, outside the Diaz fight, but it hasn't been a brawl. There, he hasn't really had a brawl with anybody, and he hasn't had to, that because that's how good of a striker he is. Because they won't go later rounds with that kind of striking. They won't stand up for four rounds. Yeah, you know, they look making it to fourth round. Yeah, and but I know another reason that I think Diaz favors in a brawl like that is because he's so much 
taller, bigger, and lengthier than Connor. You know? I don't think he feels pain. I don't think the Diaz brothers feel pain. They're literally zombies. Yeah, they're the best boxers out there. So they're going to be able to go in there and, and duke it out with a guy like Connor, especially when you're naturally bigger than him. You, yeah. you know you're going to be able to put on punishment against him. So I'm like I said, my final answer, Connor TKO. I'm going to say third round. Somewhere in the third round, it's going to happen. This fight will not go past the third round. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call it second round. Late second round, though. Okay. If mid Dustin, to late second round. Mid to late second round. All right. If Dustin wins, though, how would he win? Would it be decision? Submission or decision. I don't see Connor's jaw getting wobbled and doing chicken dances too often. With, no. with You know, like – if Connor gets knocked out, I just might turn my computer off and like <laughs> delete all social media. I'm like, my favorite guy has now been knocked out. I am disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's almost insane. Like, I remember when, uh, because I, I I grew up as an Anderson Silva fan. He, you know, he was the guy that. Oh got my me, goodness. He got me in MMA, and I remember when when Chris Weidman knocked him out. And I was 13 years old when it happened. I was obviously I threw a little temper tantrum <laughs> at the time because I was, you know, my balls hadn't dropped yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I just remember being like so mad and shocked that wow, Anderson Silva really just got knocked out. I thought that dude was untouchable for the longest time. He was, bro. He for seven years, he no one was even close to him. And it kind of made me mad. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like somebody beat him. Yeah. And then he finally, you know, he, he let, uh, he let this cockiness get a little bit too out of hand and didn't respect Chris got and got caught. And then ever since then, and then after that, he broke his leg and then he came back and he just was, and he got as age, as he got older, he just wasn't the same. So yeah, he just wasn't, he that just was, didn't, didn't move the same. Yeah. We're not saying that Connor's going to be like that, but like if Connor were to get knocked out, it would feel like that kind of situation, right? Oh, you know? my heart would hurt. <laughs> it feel like a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. I, I still support the guy. I think why I'm such a big fan is not just because of like what he's able to do, like bring fans and like kind of draw your attention to the trash talk and then just the fighting skills in general, but also like what he's done with his money as well. He's not just kind of out there just like blowing it 24 seven, which right. he does because he has enough to do that. But he also invested in like his own like clothing line, his proper 12 whiskey, uh mcgregor fast sports entertainment something like that you know like he has a lot of things like making him money off the money he's already made and i respect that a ton because a lot of people like that become rich really quick blow it really like even faster mm-hmm. you know yeah and he and he's set for life like he that dude could yeah. never fight again if he wanted to you know oh he's sitting on the yachts just hanging out you know yeah, flying around like little sea dudes, making little memes. It's like <laughs> yeah. he's just living life. I love the Conor McGregor Jr. Bro, that that his yeah. kid is awesome. I feel like. Yeah, uh, I guess another thing to to also look at is you know a, you know after this fight we gotta you know we gotta see what they do. You know what what Khabib's decision ends up being. Charles Oliveira still he's sitting right there as as the number. Uh, I think he's the number two or three guy now after beating uh, Tony Ferguson. He's gonna be right up there. I think at this point with Tony and his losing streak and that fight being cursed with Khabib, I think Oliveira is kind of like the new Tony Ferguson right now, you know, as, as far as like the matchup with Khabib. So, I mean, who knows, maybe Connor and Khabib too, Oliveira and Khabib. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens in the co-main event. You got Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler. Uh, Michael Chandler is the Bellator champion coming over 
uh, and he's fighting his first fight in the UFC. And that's the co-main event. So that's another big fight in the lightweight division. Dan Hooker's got a four-inch reach advantage on him, too. So, I mean, and Michael Chandler has a lot of hype, too. So Four-inch reach? Yeah. That's a lot because just watching, like, if you watch Floyd Mayweather, dude, these guys are so skilled. If they can watch a punch come centimeter from their nose and they'll just stare at it as it goes by. And just comfortable, man. Just just comfortable. Like you're sitting in the backyard with a whiskey and coke in their hand, just sitting. And it's like, oh my goodness, four inches. Yeah. You better take him to the ground, Buck, because you ain't gonna stand up with him. <laughs> well, Michael Chandler is five seven and Dan Hooker's six feet. So this is a big height difference right here. Yeah, you have to punch up. This guy's literally punching downhill. I could I could just see because D- Dan Hooker is uh has had some big wins. I, I could just see Michael Chandler go, going in for like a takedown or something. He just like, like he just gets popped in the face, like with the knee or some yeah. shit like that, you know? Just something crazy. Gosh. You know what? I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the taller guy because. I'm, yeah, I just might. I mean, the odds are stacked against the other guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another big fight to watch out for. Obviously, you know, we, we, we got the two lightweight bouts for UFC 257 in Abu Dhabi this weekend, only on pay per view. Justice, you got anything else to add? I'm just ready for Saturday, bro. I am. I race this weekend, and I think I'm more excited about the fight than my own race. Yeah. I, <laughs> you too. Yeah, I'm. I'm running. I'm running the. Uh, I'm running the 3K this weekend. And are you uh, really? Yeah, and I'm just honestly like I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going into that, going into the race. I'm just gonna be like, all right, eight minutes of pain, and then <laughs> and then I can chill for the rest of the day and watch this McGregor fight. Dang, bro, I got. We have a two-day meet. I run the mile on Friday, and I run the eight hundred and the four by four on Saturday. Oh, so I got God. I got a long, a long, dirty triple this weekend, and then I can watch a fight. Where are y'all? Uh, where are y'all going? Our, we actually have one at our home place here. Okay. Very I nice. wish we were coming going to Lubbock this weekend, but because they have that two hundred banked, and we've got two hundred flat. I don't like two hundred flat tracks. Yeah. We, we ran at K State last weekend, and like I'm pretty oh, sure geez. I'm pretty sure our track is banked. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our track is banked. Yeah. I think uh, our we're going to tech next weekend, but I think that's mo- more of a sprinting meet. So, yeah. so I think we train through that week and stuff. Yeah. I think after this week, we'll take a week off and then we can go like Arkansas and then Iowa state yeah, and like so week off and then big 12 or something like that. Yeah. So as, as you guys can see, we're all, we're all, you know, we, we got, you know, we're busy in track season right now, but we're just waiting for Saturday to just, just come on in. Just <laughs> come on in. <laughs> one of my f- top two favorite athletes, bro. McGregor's fighting, but my boy Sean White is retired. So oh. well, we got McGregor. Yeah. Well, I mean, busy weekend. We got obviously UFC 257. We got track going on right now. And then we also got the uh, the, the football, a- the AFC and NFC championship is this weekend on Sunday. And that's going to determine who goes to the Super Bowl. We had a podcast mm-hmm. about that earlier. Y'all make sure to check that out if y'all haven't already. Justice, that's all for me, man. I don't know if you got anything else. Brother, it is so good to see you. This is a lot of fun. We'll have to do this again sometime. It's a lot of fun. I guess uh, go McGregor. I mean. <laughs> Let's go McGregor. It's the Fighting Irish, baby. The Fighting Irish. The Irish are back. The Irish are back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, Justice. I appreciate you, bro. Of course, Eric. Thank you, man. I'll see you all soon. All right. See you. We'll see you guys.